The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Good evening, folks. Good evening. Or is it the afternoon? Or it could be the morning. Could be. It depends on what time zone they're in and when they're listening and what day they're listening. So uh, welcome, regardless of time zone. (laughs) Uh, We will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. First off, today's key, break the budget. The moment you've all been waiting for, you've been saving all of your receipts since show two of this season, and now you're going to figure out what to do with them. Now... Uh, moolah word of the day. It's a 529 plan, part of our tax code. We're going to learn a little bit today about that. Moneyism, how about no such thing as a free lunch? Is there, Miguel? Well, uh, you know. I think there is. And I've had plenty of tasty ones. Yeah, Yeah, I think there is. Yes, but this moneyism shared in a particular context, as we will hear coming up, could possibly have detrimental or catastrophic events that follow later on in life. And uh, our money drama is going to be based off of that. And we're going to talk about mistrust in business and where that kind of stems from. Uh, Minutes on your money. How about four money mistakes made by parents? Ah, Don't do that to me, mom. Only four? (laughs) <laughs> well, well, we only have time to talk about four on today's show. But uh, yeah, there's way like 40,000. <laughs> Jinx, pinch, poke, you owe me a Coke. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you owe me a milkshake. Uh, so a uh, trivia question will be based on last week's show, Hope for the Best, Plan for the Worst. And fitness expert John Rowley is going to join us. So we're going to learn how to buff up our finances with Mr. Rowley huh. today. Interesting. Yes, but we're going to learn the connection between health and wealth, specifically. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using our proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Happiness. Joy. Happiness. Feelings of elation. That's all that good stuff. Money in the bank. There you go. It's like money in the bank. There's a moneyism for you. 
Insiders Club members enter automatically in weekly giveaways. And if you are not a member but would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. As always, it's based on a previous show, so it gives regular listeners a chance to win big prizes like autographed personal development tools. And last week's show was Hope for the Best, Plan for the Worst. And we talked about a financial fire escape plan and facing your fears. And I wrote down my question and I don't know what my shorthand. (laughs) 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 What the heck? Uh, So we (laughs) talked. Let me think back to a week ago. Okay. So we discussed financial fears. Okay. Okay. Here's a good trivia question. You got one? So... Why do we have to focus on plan B? Because we have to face the fear of the blank. In order to focus on plan A, we have to focus on plan B and the fear of the blank. That's your trivia question this week. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. That's 866-966-9420. If you want to call in, hop in the chat room if you're listening live at the website. And if you're listening from a syndicated show or on a podcast, simply send us an email to trivia at uywradio.com. And if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation can still walk away a winner because listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial from audible.com to give you an opportunity to check out their service. And I am a long-time customer. Like, they have like these different levels. Like, you can buy so many books a year. You can do like a monthly gig, but you can get more bang for the buck if you do the annual plan. And if you're a voracious reader like myself, the annual plan works out really well, except... I run out of my annual plan about four months in. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you only get like, well, and I say you only, but not everybody is a voracious reader like myself, but you get like 24 books in a year, which is like two books a month. But I do like two books a week, you know? Did you read Patton yet? No. You don't read those books? Sometimes I do. Some biographies and autobiographies I do. Bill O'Reilly's book. You know, um... My business partner just met Billy Idol at a book signing because he has his new biography out. That would be interesting to read. Yeah, I started reading Killing Pat, and boy, it's fantastic. Is I it? I can't put it down. Well, you know what? I like leadership books, and I like reading about success stories, mavericks, people that, you know, yeah. uh, pull themselves up by the bootstraps, you know. Um, and it's really kind of interesting now that I think about it because nobody writes books or biographies or, or stuff on people that, oh, I went to Harvard, and I... And and and, and I, uh, yeah. I I went and what's the place in London where you Oxford. go? There you go. And I went to Oxford for graduate Rose school. <laughs> exactly. See, so like no, nobody writes books about that as a bio. People write the books about that. You know, like I slept on the floor for three months. Right. right. Well, after my divorce because my husband took all my money. Oh, that's my autobiography. <laughs> I mean, watching the Rockefellers is like you know it's it's hard to get too excited about it because they had so much money they were just. They had they had everything, so you know it just. It's an interesting dynamic, but Conrad Hilton is the one. Like I love the Hilton bio. That was like a really really good one, you know. So um, it's really kind of interesting how that all works out. But anyway, so uh, you can get 
You can get the patent book if it's on audiobook. You can get my favorite book, which I recommend everybody read at least once, Atlas Shrugged. You can get that on audiobook and you can pick that for your free audiobook choice. But whatever you want to do, just sign up and check out the service because once you read with your ears, I'm telling you, it's hard to go back, especially if you can't see like me. <laughs> it, it, is, it is cool. It is because you can read in places that you can't read. Like, um, well, you could like physically read while driving a car, but it's not generally accepted, you know. Uh, But if you read with your ears, you can read with your ears and drive a car. That's how I started like 20 years ago when I was driving between here and Tucson. I had a mortgage branch down in Tucson and it was two hours. It was 101 miles from my house to the doorstep and I went three days a week. That's how I got to become such yeah. a voracious reader yeah, that'll you know, do it. because I had to figure out a way to continue to read because I'm always hungry for knowledge. So it's not, a, it's not a very pretty ride too. So it's like, it's really easy. To yeah. Do. But if there's, you know, you get to get the ostrich ranch, yeah. you know what I mean? You can go feed an emu if you want to <laughs> rooster Cogburn's, uh, uh, <laughs> ostrich and emu <laughs> ranch. You know, well, you know, it's in, they're bigger than you. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a bird that's bigger than you. Have you have you gone? You got to stop. No, I haven't. I haven't gone. We pass it all the time. You know, and go down to. You should um, check it out. I'm telling you, yeah, check it out. Worth it. Oh yeah, you'll be like, you get to feed them. It's cool. Mm. Yeah, you got to do it. Uh, so, how about four money mistakes made by parents? You know, I'm trying to avoid this topic. Because, yeah, really. Because I think that there should be, like you said, forty thousand. Like my mother's list alone could be forty thousand. Yeah. But let's talk about some mistakes that parents made. According to LearnVest, it's a classic scenario. You give your kid his allowance with the caveat that he won't be getting more until the following week. But the next day, he blows it all at a trip at the mall. And uh, this um, this is a great money mistakes, by the way, for parents. But, um, but then he begs and pleads for more money. And then you give in and you're like, oh, so of course, if you saw other parents cracking open their wallet after declaring they wouldn't give another dime, you would shake your head. But for some reason, when it's your own kid, it's harder to stand your ground at the negotiating table. And you think, but what's in the harm of helping him out? Well, plenty, actually. Habitually slipping your kids an extra five here or 20 there adds up to them knowing that uh, the bubkis, which is the Yiddish word for nothing, about budgeting. So as long as they know that the fountain of you will keep flowing, (laughs) they won't learn how to live within their means or take control of their own financial lives. And, you know, I've witnessed this so many times in both my uh, financial coaching practice and my personal life. Uh, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's nuts. So the truth is, while our intentions may be good, we all make mistakes, even the most money evolved parents among us. So how can you avoid passing less than perfect financial habits on down to your kids? First, avoid giving in at the store. It's the wrong move. And what parent hasn't said no to Skittles at the register only to acquiesce when your kid starts screaming? You get embarrassed. You're like, oh, right shut up already and then you say okay so although you may have quelled this particular outburst this flip-flopping actually rewards your kid for bad behavior and reinforces that all he has to do is continue to scream to get his way and another thing that he learns is no doesn't mean no no only means no the first three times i ask but if i ask number four bingo 
<laughs> it just leads to escalating tantrums because children learn that you have a breaking point. So psychological uh, expert Denise Cummins, PhD, and fellow of the Association for Psychological Science. She says, make no mistake, they will exploit it. Also, you wait to talk to your kids about money when they're, quote, old enough. Um, but actually, um, a study by the University of Cambridge say that's the wrong move because kids' money habits are set by age seven. Wow. So if you haven't actively taught, what in the world have they caught? Hmm. From you, because you know, during this stage, as we learn about brain development, what we know is that the kid and his brain is learning through identification and association because they don't have the powers of reason yet. That part of the brain hasn't mm -hmm. started developing. So, how do they learn? They mimic or model the behavior that's exhibited to them. And so, if you were constantly putting things on plastic, if you were constantly going to the ATM machine where money spits out, they think that, well, you just go there and it spits it out. They don't realize that, oh, by the way, I had to slave away for 40 hours before anything went in to spit back out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so they're not making associations to the right thing. They just say, oh, I need money. I go to that machine and green money comes out. Okay, so these financial habits get set in place whether you want them to or not. Sure. So it's really critical yeah. that we monitor our own behavior. So um, uh, skipping the money chats in an early age, and then you think, oh, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it, and around to it never comes. And now they're a freshman in college, and you wonder why they went berserk on credit cards, but they've watched you their whole lives whip out plastic to pay for everything. Yeah. So you now now you're being reactive in your money management. So we have to learn how to be proactive in our money management. And uh, here, this one is kind of my biggest pet peeve. And this is where people pay allowances for basic chores. Yeah. Okay. Every family member has a role within the family, okay, for it to function. And so... A family is its own mini community. And if you expect your child to be able to participate in the larger community called the world when they get older, they have to learn about their obligation as a member of society, what the obligation is and what it is not, because that's where we get these runaway governments that people think they're supposed to be omnipotent and take care of us and our every whim. And we go from mama and daddy taking care of us to big government taking care of us. But- this has some significant ramifications because chores are being a part of the family. So there is a minimum expectation. You must make your bed. You must brush your teeth. You must take care of your own grooming habits. And I'm so proud of one of my friends. He has his daughter. She's 10. She does her own laundry. And she has other responsibilities cool. within the home. So she has to mop and vacuum. And because she wanted a dog, pick up the dog do. Okay, so that's her obligation. Whether it's raining or shining, on trash day, she's out there picking up the dew. And sometimes it's a little soggier than others. Doesn't have to be told. Doesn't have to be told. She goes up, does nice. it automatically. It's nice. just part of what she does. She does it, and, and, and she understands that that's part of her obligation. 
uh, for being oh, a family great. member. That's fantastic. And, uh, and she's now learning how to cook and contribute in those ways. And pretty soon, Papa's going to have like a nice, nice little life here because he's going to have a built-in, you know, housekeeper. At, at the rate that he's going. But what that's done for her is teach her how to be self-sufficient. Okay. And, and, and that's an important thing. Now, are allowances great? Absolutely. But I, I think that in the correct context that they need to be given. So for, for jobs that are outside of the natural scope of their familial contribution, like, Washing dad's car or mom's car is not part of their normal right. thing. But by learning how to do that for money, they're going to understand that that's what they need to do to maintain their own car. And and that's not necessarily a familial contribution when you wash dad's car. So washing dad's car, you can get paid for that. That's not part of what you do all of the time as right. part of your responsibility being a part of the family. So there you can create chores for pay, you know, which is kind of different from an allowance and allowing them to earn money and understand that role is significant, but not in the context where it replaces familial chores because you don't want them to go, well, I did the dishes. Yeah. Where's my money? I totally did the dishes. No, that's part of your obligation as, as a family member. Yeah. Uh, so, so paying for basic chores is a no, no paying for extra chores. That's cool. And that's what we, one of the things that we should do. And uh, uh, it's critical for us to to think about what our role is within inside our family as the parent, because it's not our job to make sure kids are kids. And I think that people say, oh, let kids be kids. Our role as a parent is to groom productive adults. And when we understand that that's our responsibility and our obligation, when we had them, our ability to respond are, is critical. And teaching your child to be financially responsible throughout their childhood where they can make mistakes on your watch and learn how to fix them will make them more likely to be successful contributing members of society when they're outside of your watch. And one of the worst things that could ever happen is you get that kid knocking on the door after college saying, hey, I'm coming back to live. Because if that happens, you have failed. And I loved it when we had um, uh, uh, Larry Wingett on, when, uh, you know, uh, author of your broke because you want to want to be in kids of your own damn fault. He says, you need to reverse engineer it. Like how we do our dreams with deadlines and goal achievement process. You've got to start with the ideal 35 year old and work backwards. What do they need to know to be successful at yeah. 35? Yeah. And if they're moving back in with mama and daddy, that ain't it. <laughs> that's yeah. not the definition. Yeah. So that's it for our minutes on your money. We have John Rowley, Keys to Riches, Moneyisms, and Money Dramas, all on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. 
Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention, passengers. Please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah here, Heather Wagonhals, with your moolah word of the day. And it is a 529 plan. And a 529 plan is an educational savings plan operated by a state or educational institution designed to help families set aside money for future college costs. It is named after the Section 529 in the IRS code, which creates these types of savings plans. And it was started in 1996. So, again, this is my financial coach coming out. Uh, You can only start one of these... If you have your other ducks in a row, like your emergency fund and your own quality of life savings and retirement plan, you do not get to save for kids until you are secure. Yeah, um, because not not all kids are going to be like me to take care of their moms and yeah. stuff when they get older. So while you think you might be investing in your future, guess what? Yeah, yeah. Talk about the me generation. That's all yeah, these kids oh, yeah. coming up right now. Me, me, me. I, you know, I almost want to call it the sociopathic generation <laughs> because it's like they're devoid of emotion and they act all weirded out. Like when you call them on the carpet about it, yeah, like they shouldn't be It's kind of strange. You know, it's like, you know, uh, society is a pendulum that swings, you know, and it's like swung too far. It needs to come back. Oh, yeah. It needs to come back around. So that's it. So I'm super excited about our guest because... You know, break the budget. I always liken budgeting to dieting and how we need to throw dieting out the window like we do budgeting. And as a former personal fitness trainer back in the day, and health and fitness and health and wellness has been such a huge part of my life, there's a definite connection between health and wealth. And we have certified personal trainer and best-selling author, John Rowley. 
He is the ISSA Director of Wellness and is widely recognized as a fitness and health expert who helps other trans- others transform their bodies and help them find their passion, their purpose, and drive for success. As the number one best-selling author, John's books both act as a self-help book for those interested in transforming their bodies and their lives. His expertise goes beyond staying physically fit. He changes lives and offers many self-help tips in every aspect of life, which helps others live an overall more successful life. He has also launched his 52 million pound challenge, tasking North America to collectively lose 52 million pounds. And he is joining us to help us lose the fat and increase the weight in our wallet. So, John, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am totally excited that you are a part of today's show. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me on. I am so excited because I believe that health and wealth are intermixed. And I think that it's a bond that should be forged early and often. So tell us about how you made the connection between health and wealth. Well, you know, I started early on. I was a, uh, I was a collegiate runner. And then when I was 19 years old, I had a near fatal car accident where my nose was cut off. My right hand was back by my right elbow. They wanted to amputate my left leg. All my ribs were broken. My breastbone was separated by almost four inches. In short, my body was crushed along with my dreams. So I had to start all over again. So I, back in 1979, they didn't have rehab. They didn't have personal trainers. I had to figure it out on my own. They told me I'd never use my right arm again. They told me I'd never walk again. Mm. So I taught myself how to walk. I taught myself how to use my right arm again. Eventually, I ended up in a gym in Brooklyn that was um, where the movie Pumping Iron was eventually filmed. And uh, years later, I ended up buying that gym because I was very passionate about, about health and the way you can use health to well. So basically, what happened was I went through my rehab period, which took you know, a couple of years. Then I was healthy enough to go to work. So my father got me a job as a janitor in Brooklyn. I was working on a walker where I could use one arm and one leg. And I worked an eight-hour shift at night. I still didn't look so great. So since I was cleaning classrooms at night, nobody had a look at me. But mm-hmm. after a few years of doing that, I got healthy enough to be able to go out and um, try to do other things. So I went back to college part-time, but then I started interviewing at real estate companies in Manhattan. Interviewed at over 300 real estate companies in Manhattan. And finally found somebody stupid enough to hire me. <laughs> got a job. <laughs> and within a year, I was the youngest senior VP in Manhattan real estate. I'm still good friends with Barbara Corcoran. Uh, I worked with uh, the Helmsleys, and I've represented many, including Harry and Leona Helmsley, and um, became the youngest senior vice president of Manhattan, in Manhattan. So I basically had one foot in the fitness world at a very high level because I was involved with professional bodybuilding. I owned a very, very high-level gym. And then I had another foot in the business world where I was working on Madison Avenue. Uh, the portfolios we had, basically, I was involved with Park Avenue, Sutton Place, Peaking Place, um, Fifth Avenue, so I was involved with business at a very high level, and I realized one thing early on: everybody was a mess. The guys that you saw on the, yeah, the guys that you saw on the cover of the magazines couldn't couldn't make a living financially. Most of them, a lot of them, had a hard time keeping their relationships together, whether it be marriages or something else. And then the guys that I worked with in Manhattan real estate, half of them were drunks, the others were drug addicts, and uh, most of them were thieves. Most of them, you know, didn't couldn't hold their marriages together either. So I realized real quick that that neither one of these groups were role models for me. But I also realized very, very fast when I was in Manhattan real estate that being fit was 
telling you, I was strategically at one point during the meeting, I would make sure I took my suit coat off so people could see the kind of shape that I was in. Instead of a big fat slaw, the belly hanging off my belt, you know, I was 230 pounds, 9% body fat. I was in very, very good shape. And that played along with my confidence. So basically what I did in the business world is I faked it till I made it. I looked successful. Right. And then eventually I became successful. So like you like the name of your show is Unlock Your, Unlock your Wealth. Well, health is wealth because you can utilize your, not only the way you look, which is superficial, but let's face it, we live in a superficial world. Mm-hmm. But as President John F. Kennedy once says, the physical fitness is not only the key to a healthy body, but it's the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. I was competing against guys who went to Harvard, Wharton, and Yale on Madison Avenue. But since they were slothful and they had, you know, you know, sluggish blood running through their body and brains, they weren't able to utilize their creative ability or their intellectual ability, even though they were smarter than me. So mm-hmm. I was able to outwork them, outsmart them, and everything else because I was physical, physically fit. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it does, and it you know, and it, it's really interesting because my first husband was a bodybuilder, so it's really it's kind of a funny thing uh, how how you intersected it. And as you're telling these stories, and before you kind of join them together, I was thinking the chasm of one foot in one industry and one in the other, and I'm thinking of Jean Claude Van Damme doing the splits against the wall, you know. <laughs> I was just with him a few weeks, a few months ago. Oh wow! You know, I remember. You know, he was the deal. So I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm close in age. I'm not too far off from you, and uh, and so kind of we overlap. And I, I remember I used to really be involved in a fitness chain here in Arizona. I was a trainer and and an aerobics instructor, and and the owner of the, of the fitness chain would always every time we opened up a new location. We had uh, Lou Ferrigno got to come, and I was so enamored with him. <laughs> Lou is a very good friend of mine, by the way. Uh, well, that's what I figured. You know, I uh, he he wouldn't remember me, but we always got to work out with him whenever he was around, and I always <laughs> I always loved. And he would he would just sit there and he would growl at me when you know. But but I was able to be- <laughs> when when he was there, I was able to bench one eighty five like no problem. <laughs> I could push that weight. Right. I was like, ooh, I got to look good losing <laughs> in the gym. I don't want to look like a wuss around. <laughs> but I think that, um, you know, if, if you just take, because we do brain-based financial literacy here, and, and it's about, it's not just about knowing to spend less and save more, because we already know how to do that. So it's about how do we get out of our own way? And I think about what your brain had to go through to teach yourself, at like the, the neuroplasticity of the brain, how you had to teach yourself to use an arm or a leg, the stuff that we take for granted that we've been doing all of our lives you all of a sudden couldn't do and had to train yourself in a different area of the brain, not damaged, to be able to function to do that. And that in and itself was a feat. And then to be able to go from that to be able to, you know, build body mass, which is very, very difficult in general as as a person that fully functions with, with the ideal setup, then you overcame the physical issues to become a bodybuilder. And not only were you able to build your muscle and, and, and oxygenate your brain with all of that exercise, you were able to really capitalize on that by joining the business world. And, and I just think it, what, how, how neat it is from a scientific point of view, what you were able to accomplish. And you probably had no idea all of uh, the technological issues going on in your brain that it, that it caused that to happen. But you were really able to overcome a whole lot. Do you ever take a step back and, and look at that and say, 
wow, I'm kind of in awe at what I've accomplished? No, not really, because uh, I, I I also remember how painful it was. <laughs> and it was, you know, a lot of people asked me, how did you learn how to walk? Because they told me I would never walk again. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, I, I learned how to walk one step, of the, one crack on the sidewalk at the time. I lived in New York. So once I was stable and my parents could go back to work, uh, I had my brothers tie a bunch of my dad's ties together that my father wouldn't miss. <laughs> they would leave for school. My parents would leave for work. I'd crawl out of bed with a full cast on my arm, full cast on my left leg, right arm, left leg. And um, I would attach the ties to my walker, lower the walker down the steps. And my goal for the first day was to get out of the house and make it one crack on the sidewalk. Second day, two cracks on the sidewalk. And I kept a log. I had a log on the right side of my bed where I was a, actually a training journal from when I was a runner, where mm-hmm. I would keep my splits so I could break the world record and all this kind of stuff. Well, I marked off every day how many cracks in the sidewalk I made. Now, eventually I got caught, and uh, my father was glad my mom wasn't there, but that's how I taught myself how to, how to, uh, how to um, walk. You know, recently, not recently, but a couple of years ago, I was listening to a pretty well-known speaker. Nice, couldn't mm-hmm. be a nicer guy. But listening to a story, and he tells this really dramatic story about, you know, that he had this car accident, and the car was careening. And while I'm going through this accident, I thought to my, did I live enough? Did I love enough? Mm-hmm. Did I live a legacy? And I saw me after the thing. He goes, what do you think? I said, I think you're full of crap. I said, I had a car accident. It was much worse than yours. I, and I said, my nose was cut. Blah, blah, blah. I still had a couple of scratches. And I said, I didn't think if I lived enough, loved enough, or left a legacy. I thought, I take my next breath because my lungs are crushed. Am I going to make it to the hospital? I'm not giving up on my life. And I said, I didn't think about that. So it's a lot of times authors and people who are in the media who you know have these type of experience, they sensationalize it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll tell you, man, I was in a lot of pain. I, I would never want to go through that again. You know, I'm glad mm-hmm. I went through it because it brought me to where I'm at today. And I can help a lot of people because of that story. But I got to tell you, man, when I, when I first became an author and, and doing the media, mm-hmm. I didn't like to, I don't like talking about it. I'm mm-hmm. used to it now because it's part of my story. But it's not something I like reliving. (laughs) Well, let's get to the teaching part after this next break. You are listening to certified personal trainer and best-selling author John Rowley on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Welcome to the Unlock Your Wealth Update. Here's Heather Wagonhalls. Today's moneyism is there's no such thing as a free lunch. This one seems innocent enough on the surface. However, it can create some unneeded emotional stress down the road. Simply stated, this cliche is restating the economic theory of opportunity cost. On the obvious side, you must give up your time and the opportunity to do something else to participate in a lunch that someone else pays for. Fairly cut and dry, however, when one says this to another person, they're typically implying that the party making the free lunch offer is actually up to something manipulative. Someone 
who may not be experienced doing business may interpret this as a negative and believe they should be looking for manipulation. We allow our self-worth to ignore the fact that the pleasure of our company is enough for the giver and therefore must be something underhanded happening. So go ahead and enjoy that free meal for what it is. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Heather Wagonhalls here from crackingyourmoneycode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and we have certified personal trainer and best-selling author, director of wellness, John Rowley joining us. And John, you shared an intensely personal and extremely graphic and painful story in the first segment. <laughs> But you also gave us a glimmer of hope because of the success that you achieved professionally in real estate and on Wall Street. And so when you think about your book that you've written, is there a specific set of steps that you kind of created or followed to get yourself where you wanted to go, especially when you were at death's door and and could barely think about you know, am I going to take this next breath, like you said in, in the first segment? You know, how do you get from that to being this overachiever superstar in Manhattan real estate, which probably is some of the most expensive real estate you can buy per square foot? Well, what I did is is I, did, I really just took it from what I had. And this is really a lesson for people who are out there, whether they're trying to achieve financial success or personal success or get fit. You, know, you kind of uh, analyze where you're at. Where I was at was, you know, I had to learn how to walk. I had to, had to learn how to use my body again. I had lost a ton of weight. I was very, very weak. I was having, today they call it post-traumatic stress syndrome, but I was having some, you know, mental issues as well. And uh, so I needed to attack that one thing at a time. We didn't go to doctors because the doctors told me that I wasn't going to walk again. I could care less what they said. I set goals. I was going to walk. So like I said in the previous segment, it was one step on the sidewalk at a time. Once I achieved that, then I got to work. And, and my goal was to be able to outperform everybody as a janitor. While I was in a walker with one arm and one leg, I wanted to beat everybody else. I wanted to do my job better, faster, and more efficient. Mm -hmm. Then I got to that. Then it was time for me to conquer the real estate world. So I started interviewing. 
And then I got into that world. And then I needed to find out how to achieve in that world. So I didn't know how to write a letter. I didn't know how to do financial statements. I didn't know how to do minutes. In fact, my first my first day on a job, I had to do the, do the minutes for Seven Park Avenue. My boss asked the next day, did you do the minutes? I thought he meant to time the meeting. I had no <laughs> idea what minutes were. Yeah. So, Oops. So, so that night, I found the cleaning lady, slipped her a 20, asked her for the key for all the executives' offices, and I went into their offices and copied the minutes, financial statements. I didn't steal anything, but I took them. I used them as templates. Mm-hmm. My boss of that company ended up working for me three years later, and he saw what I was using for template, and he goes, man, this is funny now, but I wouldn't have found this so funny when you were fake. Wow. So the lesson here is you do with what you can with what you do, but if you set a goal, if you know where you're going, and you're passionate about getting there, you're going to get there. You're going to figure out how to get there. A lot of times you may take two or three left turns when you should have been right, but you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, well, three right turns make a left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how I found that out? Because I had a pretty bad ha- car accident graduation night from high school. Talk about dreams being dashed. And I was so fearful because it happened during a left turn. But you can make a left turn if you make three rights. Because <laughs> I, I was so fearful of taking a left turn again. I, I, I learned how to do that. That's just a, that's a little bit of trivial knowledge for, for those of but you I playing. I think the key here is everybody tries to make success, whether it be financial or anything, very very difficult. Now, I know one thing for sure. If I spend all of my money, I'm not going to end up being wealthy. I won't have any money to invest and I won't have any money to uh, do the things that I want to do. If I eat everything that is placed in front of me or everything that I want to eat, I'm not going to be healthy and I'll probably be fat. So if I eat everything and don't exercise and spend all of my money, I'm going to be fat and broke. So that's pretty, it's pretty simple. But if you do the opposite, if you manage your money properly, you'll be able to build some wealth. And if you eat properly, which is very simple, mm-hmm. and exercise a little bit, you can have a very healthy life, which will pay huge dividends in other areas of your life. So would would it be a fair assessment to say, if you get your personal health on track first, that everything else kind of falls into place, it allows you to achieve in other areas? Yeah, yeah I do. Because, uh, because you know, we're physical, mental, and spiritual beings. And I read the Bible, and the Bible is placed in that order. And I think it's placed in that order is because our spirits and our minds live inside of our bodies. So if our bodies are weak, the rest is going to follow. So if you've got a weak, exhausted body, it's going to be very difficult to be sharp um, mentally. Don't you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's it's fuel. And you know, I always tell people, would you sit there and continue to pump gas if your gas tank was full? Would you just spill it all over the ground? People are like, no. And I'm like, then why are you having that second helping of pie? Exactly. Everybody looks at the currency as being dollar bills or gold or whatever it is going to be. Really, today's personal currency is personal achievement. There's very few people are out there who are achieving. So the ones who do achieve, the ones who do have some personal ambition, they stand out today more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think if, you, if I think if you can get yourself in physical shape, and while I talk about physical shape, I'm not talking about being on the cover of a magazine, mm-hmm. but getting your body fat to a level where it should be, having your blood lipids where they should be, being able to breathe when you walk the stairs. Right. You know? and, and everybody gets so overwhelmed with all these diets because there's a new one every week. I'll give you a 30-second recap of how to eat to lose weight. Eat all the good lean protein you want. The fewer the legs, the better. Fish has no legs. So <laughs> fish, chicken, then beef. But make sure it's lean. So eat all the protein that you want. Eat all the green vegetables that you want. And 
cut back or eliminate everything else depending on where you're at in your life. Bottom line is pay attention to the way your body reacts to food. So if, you eat, if you're eating three three pounds of mashed potatoes a day and you cut down to one pound of mashed potatoes a day and you're still putting fat on, pay attention to how your body responds to that. Maybe you got to cut mashed potatoes out. Maybe you got to cut the rice out, whatever it's going to be. But nobody's going to get put weight on eating protein and vegetables. Right. So whether it be complex carbohydrates or fruit or anything, I call those cautious carbs. Now, I don't know anybody who's got... I don't know anybody who's putting weight on eating fruit, but if you already are heavy, that means you're probably in some resistance, and the sugar from fruit can trigger that. So in, initially, I would say eat, eat your protein and your vegetables, and then be cautious with everything else. And I actually, it was more than 30 seconds, so I apologize. No, you're good. <laughs> Green and protein is my mantra. So real quick, will you tell us about your 52 million pound challenge? <laughs> 52 million pound challenge is something that I want to do to encourage North America to lose weight. We've got an interactive map. We're actually in the process of redoing our whole website, which will be launched in two to three weeks. But even at my current website, johnrolley.net, if you click on 52 million pound challenge, there's maps there of North America, of Canada, and the United States. You can click on any state or province, and it will show you the number of people overweight, the number of people in the challenge, the, the number of pounds that that uh, state or province needs to lose, the obesity rate. And basically what I wanted to do is be a tool for people, something to encourage them. Uh, it's not one of these before and after photos things, because I think people are sick of those. And quite honestly, I don't think most people even believe half of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm in the industry, and there's a good reason why they shouldn't believe half of them, because half of them are unbelievable and they're not real. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to be made before and after. Now, I do encourage people to post their before and after pictures or their story on the Facebook page. But uh, what's more interesting to me is people's stories versus what they look like in the mirror. Right. So that's what the 52 million pound challenge is about. It's just, it's just a tool to encourage people. It's a, it's a big challenge. It's something that I'm passionate about. And just something, it's, it's, I think it's just really just another way of me trying to create community around a, a good uh, goal, which would be bringing the weight down for North America. Well, best of luck to you in your pursuits in that. So if folks want to participate in the 52 million pound challenge or they want to grab your book, The Power of Positive Fitness, where can folks find you? Best place to go to me is just go to johnrolly.net. And my books will be there. The 52 million pound challenge will be there. We're introducing a premium meal replacement uh, in November. There'll be information there in about two weeks regarding that. So we're excited about the future. If you just go to johnrolly.net, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to get my website out. johnrolly.net will give you everything you need on us. Outstanding. And for those of you driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit John's show page and get all the linky links to his 52 million pound challenge, his book, and so much more. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. 
Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Halls, and uh, the Mister of Moolah, Miguel. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about today's money drama and talk about mistrust in business. I think this dovetails nicely off of our moneyism today, which has to do. There's no such thing as a free lunch. I think we're setting ourselves up for failure, don't you? To to what to get the free lunch? Well. Not just to get the free lunch. I mean, because we should always be looking out for our own best interest. Right. But not be suspect of that. Because I think that being suspect of the free lunch makes you kind of generalize. The brain generalizes things. So if if this guy buying me lunch, you know, is vying for my business, which is an okay thing to do. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And if the guy, if you doing business with him is predicated on that, then that should be stated outward up front. But the likelihood of somebody doing you a solid, not just about the actual like free lunch, but somebody does a favor for you. Yeah. You know, we we always expect the eye for an eye. And this kind of goes back to our key no seasonal exceptions, you know, which we're going to be talking about next week. And that is that, you know, giving is about the giver, not the recipient. And so some people actually give for the sake of giving because it makes them feel good because they're paying it forward because they've had such great fortune. But I think that that particular moneyism, if there's no such thing as a free lunch, sets us up to automatically be suspicious of other people. Oh, absolutely. And I think that with that suspicion... You know, you're always kind of looking to be screwed over. And then when you find it or when it does happen, that random occasion when it does, it validates that for you. And then it just reinforces that, oh, you know, everybody else is just becoming a problem. So, well, that's today's moneyism. Our key is break the budget. And so uh, this is an important key. And this is why our guest was so critical, because 
one of the things that budgets do is they restrict us. And budgets are inherently bad because they assume that we have to be leaving out something. But the brain just doesn't work that way because the brain is looking for instant gratification right now and it doesn't care about later on. And so to defer gratification is not a natural part of what our brain processes. And budgeting kind of takes that value of choice that I'm choosing to do this actively in a healthy savings and spending plan by like, well, my budget doesn't allow me to do this. And so we're kind of externalizing and in, in, in making budgeting something outside of ourselves instead of saying we're being proactive about our choice to plan for the future and finding value in that as our level of instant gratification. And this can create so many financial problems, like people that just don't even have a healthy savings and spending plan. They kind of fly by the seat of their pants. Yeah. And, you know, the average... American, regardless of income, is around two and a half paychecks away from poverty because is of this. That, are you, is that? Yeah, it was a statistic yeah. years ago, so I haven't seen the update yeah. on that, but yeah. they used to have this makes like sense. Yeah, wellness sense. thing is that, that the average American was two and a half paychecks away from poverty. And that's a problem in America. Yeah. You know, because how can we plan? And, and, and statistically and historically, we have been the worst savers out of any country in the world. And this got to have it now, instant gratification, free choice society, which I think is a good thing, has had its issues because we get pre-programmed by other people. So if we could start off with the same, you know, um, uh, value system and the same financial knowledge and education growing up, things would be different, but not necessarily better. You know, we are individuals and based on our programming and how we interpret it, it has everything to do with how we manage money. I mean, just think about kids from the same family and you have, you know, three, four siblings and, and some of you make it and some of you don't. And, but you were all exposed to the same stuff growing yeah. up. But yeah. everybody interprets things everybody differently. Interprets it differently. So what we need to do is take all of those receipts that we saved and we need to categorize them and see where our spending is happening that we learn from in our take action, make assessment. And so once we address our assessment envelope into each of these categories, now we need to look at what it is that we can trim and do we need to trim it permanently or temporarily? And we need to operate in our healthy savings and spending plan without the word no, because it's not no, because no is going to create that desire. And, you know, when we sacrifice, we're going to feel feeling like we're losing something or giving it up. So we're going to work to find it. And so we're going to have a financial explosion later on where we go out and impulse spend. So instead of saying, no, I can't have this, we just want to say not now. And then when we say not now, we need to create the when and the how. So it's not like I'm totally giving up cable TV, but I'm going to exchange cable TV for, say, Netflix because I don't really watch shows right when they happen. I'm TiVoing them anyway. Yeah. So I can watch them just as easily on Netflix. You know, so we can figure out how to change things and still satisfy that instant gratification need, but be able to save at the same time. So this is critical for us to be successful. And for more information and to go in depth with this week's key, I encourage you to visit our website at keystoriches.com, where you can enroll in the Keys to Riches University and learn all about how to manage your money using the Keys to Riches system.
Now, for your key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, visit unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is sponsored in part by LifeLock. Comprehensive identity theft protection from LifeLock helps safeguard your finances, credit, and good name. Get your special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash LifeLock and protect your financial future now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.